Hey, y'all, and welcome to Beyond 1894. It's Louisiana Tech University's um, official podcast. I am Tanya Oaks-Smith. I'm Executive Director of University Communications, and I'm joined today by Lindsay Murray, who is Director of Annual Giving with our University Foundation, and then Joanne Allen, who is a member of our Lanyap Ladies, and we're here today to talk about the Lanyap Ladies and the impact that they've made on our campus and how they started and how they continue and finally how everybody can join and become a a Laniap lady as well. So thank y'all for being here with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about it. And I'm going to ask Lindsay and Joanne, especially because I think that you were one of our first members in Laniap ladies. No, I wasn't a first member, but I think I've been a member about 10 years. And didn't it start in 2010? or 2009, yeah. 2009. So I was, I guess I was early on. Okay, so how did Laniapolite start? So in 2008, um, um, the vice president uh, of the Louisiana Tech Foundation was Corey Stegall, and she was approached by two um, of the founding Laniat ladies who had the bright idea to have a women's philanthropy giving society here at Louisiana Tech. That was Lou Wilder and Patsy Wolf. Um, they... I think we're approached by somebody at Centenary in Shreveport about giving $1,000 annually to a book society at Centenary College. And both women said, if I'm going to give $1,000 a year, it's going to be to Louisiana Tech, as both are alumni. And so conversations began about having a women's giving society. And it really started in 2009 with 37 members. So initially, the investment was $37,000. And from there, it's grown um, exponentially every year since and right now we have 78 members. So the the contribution for being a Lanyap lady is a thousand dollars a year, right? It is a thousand dollars a year for women ages forty and up. However, thirty nine and under get the benefit of their youth and only have to pay five hundred dollars a year for annual membership. But the vast majority of our members currently are over forty years of age. So Joanne, you've been involved with Lanyapletis for several years. Why did you first become involved with the organization? Well, I think Corey Stegall had asked me if I wanted to become a, a Lanyap lady. I'm like, uh, what is that? <laughs> and she explained it to me. And um, I thought it was it was a way I could be involved with tech. I'm not an alum of tech. My husband is. And he is so involved in the university in all different aspects. I mean, you name it. It's all kind of, he does all kinds of things. And uh, so I thought, well, I you know, and then I'm involved with him. I'm kind of like on the sidelines. So I figured, well, I could be, it could be me, my thing, you know. So, uh, and of course, my husband was so happy I was getting involved <laughs> personally, you know. So, yeah, that's why I joined. Well, I think that that's interesting because we were talking before we hit record on the podcast about the change in women's involvement in philanthropic efforts and, and, how it's important um, for women to give for different reasons. And what are those, what are the differences in the reasons, Lindsay? 
I think um, women innately have a very um, kind of a, a sixth sense, so to speak, of of intuition and need. Um, not to knock our men friends, but we tend to be the caregivers, the nurturers. Um, that's just who we are as women. And, you know, men historically, and it's changing, but historically men give for um recognition and or power or prestige and women give because they realize that there is a need and that's exactly the case with our Lanyard Ladies program. And it it is expressed also in the differences um, in the grants that fund and I guess in order to talk about the differences in the projects how does it work Joanne how 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 does the Lanyard Ladies process work? Well, all I can tell you from what I do uh, is when I get the, the email about with all the different grants on it, I'll go through, well, there's a summary of all the grants, and I'll read, I'll read the summary or a listing or whatever, and I'll go and check mark. You know, there might be like, what, about 30, 30 different ones? This year we had 47 applications. Okay. So I'll go through and go, ooh, I want to do that one. I want to do that one. And I check mark, check mark, check mark. And I end up check mark, marking almost all of them. <laughs> and then I go, okay, I have to eliminate it because I have to eliminate it down to about, what is it? 12? We funded 21 projects this year, which is the largest number wow. we've ever yeah, I, I think sometimes it's been as small as like 12. Yes. And that, that was hard to go and eliminate. So then I would go and skim the grants because some of them were really long, you know, and some of them were technical and the, and uh, I got the gist of all, and it, it, it takes me hours to do it because I want, you know, I want to make sure I'm picking the, you know, the person that I think really needs it. And um, so anyway, so then I got to go in and eliminate them. And that is tough, eliminating them to the certain number. Well, and I, I think that we should start off by explaining that the Lanyap ladies pool funds every year. And um, collectively, uh, we assess, and I say we because I'm Melaniap Lady too. It it is an organization that became close to my heart shortly after I joined Louisiana Tech. Um, we ask for submissions of grant proposals, and you can propose a grant for up to five thousand dollars, right? And you you answer questions about the need and the impact and um, have you have you proposed any other grants and, and things like that. And then, like Joanne said, we go through and we evaluate those things and we look at, um, you know, the the amount of need. But, Lindsay, looking back at the the grants that have been funded, it's interesting to see the types of projects and how different they are. Yep. They're, every single corner of campus has applied through the years. We're talking from all five colleges, from all programs, from student organizations, such as like uh, a debate team, all the way up to the Institute for Micromanufacturing. So it ranges very um, diversely in both need and purpose and scope. So what we like to say, and I'm, I'm going to steal the words of Corey Stigall from our, um, our brunch that we had earlier in July of this year, she 
she said, you know, the Landette ladies is a little something extra. Here in Louisiana, um, we we use that phrase, Landette, and as we all know, as native Louisianians, that means a little something extra. So what Landette ladies has been able to do is to provide that little something extra in the way of funding. As you mentioned just a minute ago, Tanya, um, that $5,000 may not sound like a a large amount of money, but when you're talking about a state-funded institution such as Louisiana Tech, there are budget constraints. And a lot of times what is needed programmatically um, is more than what state allocations will budget for for that particular need, whether it's research for a particular um, doctoral student may be doing some research. Obviously, that's not funded, but it is necessary. So this Lanyard Ladies Funding provides that little something extra that may or may not, you know, whether it's a new printer or planting some um, some new plants in the John Griffin Horticult- Horticultural Memorial Garden over at South Campus. Those kind of things are the little things that make up really a big impact here on our campus and that ultimately affect our students. And that's the that's the real winner here. Obviously, Lanyap ladies have a personal fulfillment and satisfaction of being part of the program. Um those professors and faculty and staff who write that grant to implement those programs are um, positively affected, but ultimately our students are who we seek to serve first and foremost. What has been the favorite, your favorite project, Joanne, that you've, that you've watched develop through Lanyap Ladies? I remember one that stands out in my mind. It was, um, you know, uh, where the students gather in their little lounge in their different schools. There there was one of them that they wanted some furniture, and they talked about what kind of furniture they were going to buy and all that for it. And we granted it and because and, that directly, that affects the students. And I'm like, oh, we need that. Because I remember when I was in college, we had, you know, we had, secondhand furniture and it was pretty dumpy looking in our little <laughs> our little lounge and uh that one and you know the one this year is the uh closet the what, career closet yeah now that will definitely you know directly Absolutely. impacts the students i like the ones that impact the students the most um anyway that's just me well, it's been interesting covering the Lanyap ladies also because through our office we write stories about which programs get funded because you see different – there is funding focused on students and there is funding focused on the ECEC, Early Childhood Education Center, which I, is interesting to me. There's a lot of funding that's focused on the College of Education. I don't know if it's because a lot of our Lanyap ladies members are – education graduates. Um, It is, like we were speaking before we started rolling on the the recording, women look at different things. They give for different reasons, and and they're more empathetic about what they choose to contribute to, which is an interesting, interesting sociological kind of thing going on there. so t- we talked about the involvement at $1,000 or $500 if you're under 35, 39, sorry. It, that doesn't feel like a huge investment. It doesn't feel like a lot of funds. 
You're right. Um, if you want to break it down, it's eighty three thirty three per month. Um, it's relatively easy. If you're a faculty and staff member, obviously you can payroll deduct it because it's a service we offer. But um, you know, it's a nominal nominal amount for the average woman, um, and it can be paid quarterly or monthly or in one lump sum. The foundation is very eager to work with whatever situation and will um, accept quarterly or monthly payments for. The investment. Um, matter of fact, if I had to guess, I would venture to say that probably 60% of our Lanyette ladies pay in an installment uh, method rather than just a lump sum. Of course, there are quite a, you know, obviously some uh, ladies that pay in a lump sum and even have um, work for companies that give matching gifts. So that's kind of a, a, a second way to double down that investment. Um, so if you work for a corporation that has a matching gift program, then, you know, that's a little something extra. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that the process has changed. How has the process for choosing um, grant winners changed over time? We do it on the – we check off on a computer now, but how was it done when you first joined the organization? Well, similar to the way it's done now – I got an email. Of course, I don't like reading things on the computer, so I print it all out, all of it. And then I, re- I go through read and check mark and underline or circle. Or And uh, now I notice this year the grants are smaller. You don't have to read so much. So it's not as time-consuming, and it's not as technical. So you get the gist of what they want. And I think that was by design this year. Um, I've heard from several Lanyap ladies um, since taking on this role in January who have all indicated, you know, we love the program, but it is time consuming. And so what we did um, to maybe expedite that, we limited the grant applications to just two pages. Um, and I think for our faculty and staff, when they're writing in those grants, um, they're very, they're professionals. They're, um, they are researchers and doctoral Um, people. And they're probably very accustomed to writing federal grants or things that are very technical in nature. And so what we had to emphasize to our faculty and staff and student applicants, when you're writing these grants to the Lanyap ladies, you're you're writing to a a philanthropic group of ladies who don't necessarily need to know the vortex of the wind to get this certain technical robotic equipment to work. You know, I'm making an example. But, you know, just state your purpose, your need, and what the funding is going toward with the amount that you're requesting. And that's really these all these ladies really want to know. They want to know what's the impact, who's going to be best served. Um, and so the, the application is just two pages long. Um, and so we do. We combine the applications all together. We send out a PDF to the Lady and Ladies. And for the first time this year, um, we have actually worked with Dr. Tom Hoover, who is our CIO here at Louisiana Tech. And um, I was a little bit intimidated, I'm not going to lie, about a new program that we have on campus available to us called Qualtrics, which is a um, a very technical, data-driven uh, tool that has a, a, a polling component to it. So for the first time this year, we were able, each Lanyap lady was able to, to rank on a linear scale between 1 to 100 and assign a point value for each, um, for each project. So they were ranked 
from, you know, 100 on down. And there was able, we were able to have a mean score or an average score this year. And so it was very easy for us to export um, into an Excel document and sort ascending order and boom, the top scoring funding funded projects this year are those projects that scored at 60 and above. Um, And, you know, I think I go back to my own school days, a 60 is not great. I would be shaking in my boots <laughs> if I made a 60. But 60 and above were funded projects, um, and there were 21 projects that were funded in 2022. So this year, um, of those 21 projects, the, the impact has been $80,644 that has been directly reinvested. So that's the beautiful thing about the Lanyap ladies. The money that they pay in and membership dues is then turned around directly and reinvested right back into the university. Collectively, over the life of the program, um, we have invested $850,000 right back into Louisiana Tech programs. So that's the, that's the, the really cool thing here is – this those these small amounts every single year have collectively made such a gin, ginormous impact um, right back to every campus or every corner of our campus. And I'm really proud to be a part of the group, I have to say. <laughs> um, historically, I've worked in nonprofits um, most of my career or all of my career. And you know, working in a nonprofit or working at a state funded institution, you know, budgets are a shoestring. That's just a reality that we live with. And to know that there is a group of women here locally who are directly invested in this university, who give back in a way that's so meaningful for so many. I'm really excited to be a part of it. <laughs> Me too. And meet the ladies <laughs> like Joanne. And I've been able to meet. Um, quite a few interesting ladies and had several, I actually talked to Patsy Wolf. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we, um, she was one of the original founding members and she's, I'm not going to tell her age. She probably wouldn't appreciate that, but she lives in Baton Rouge (laughs) and she's so vocal and so invested and just that type of enthusiasm and energy that she has has really been um, contagious among this group of women and has helped lead to the, the positivity and the, just the the philanthropic spirit that's so beautiful about Louisiana Tech. Um. Well, Lindsay just mentioned that this year we had given $80,000 um, to, to the grants uh, that were chosen. Some of them, I feel like the John D. Griffin Garden, I know what a community attract. It's the garden that you can walk through on South Campus. And, I just went for, to um, it for the first time myself. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's been funded several years. Paul Jackson is um, our one of our professors in plant science. And every year he he knows, he every time I talk to him, he talks about how wonderful the Lanyap ladies have been because he writes a grant for a piece of it every year. And people come, people shoot senior portraits out there. They shoot engagement portraits. Um, So it's a community engagement opportunity as well as, you know, something for our students to work in. And it's it's a specimen garden, so they've got everything labeled. And, you know, it's just a, a cool, you know, cool bit about South Campus. So... It's one of my favorites. Absolutely, it's one of my favorites. Um, and, and of course, our office has received 
a couple of grants and I, I, that's one of the reasons that I joined Lanyap Ladies was that I could see, you know, in a concrete fashion how this this was an investment in the university communication efforts, marketing efforts, and how empowered certain parts of our office were by what I'm sure feels like a teeny tiny little bit of money when you look in the big scheme of things. Um, but but the Lanny Appalachian's grants helped. And so I decided after getting two of them, okay, I'm joining Lanny Appalachian's. It's just, I can do that. It, it is a thing that I can do. Um, I think I remember that grant. It was for equipment, camera mm-hmm. equipment. It was or for something. camera yeah, equipment. Yeah, I remember that one. It, it stands out in my mind. Yeah. That weird how, you know, you read all these grants and some of them will stand out in your mind. It, I, that was a few years ago too it was that was pretty good for me to remember (laughs) (laughs) well and too in november of this year and i think this has been done every year um we allow the opportunity for the lanyard ladies to actually meet the grantees and recipients this year in november i think on november the third we're going to have a reception for that very reason because you know a lot of times in philanthropy sometimes you give your money and you give it to a cause but you don't really maybe directly interact with how it's been utilized and so that's one of the components that I love about this program is that that opportunity is there it's oftentimes or not often that times that a funder is in the same room with the recipient and so that interaction it helps our faculty and staff to be more heavily invested and kind of see firsthand and sit across the table from the lady that funded them and their project um so it with speaks to what you just said a minute ago about community um, engagement. It's an opportunity for that to happen as well as as well as the funding, obviously, which is um, is is the purpose. But for bigger than that, for for the investment and for the opportunity to to connect people in very unique ways who may or may not have crossed paths with each other before in whatever capacity. You know, speaking of yeah, that about that when you see the recipients it makes you feel so good because they're so appreciative and you you get to meet them you know people in different departments in tech and then you'll see them again outside of the lanyard lady at some tech function and go oh yeah hey you're the one yeah so you know it lets you know your community your tech community a little bit more you know get to know more people our family gets bigger yeah yeah it just it's it's I don't know. It's just all around good thing. It just, I don't know. <laughs> it becomes kind of an extension of yourself. I mean. Yeah. Well, and it also helps you become more aware of other needs that might arise that are not covered in a grant or not, you know, that that pop up at other times and are important for us to meet those needs as well, too. And right now, you can join Lanyapalades, right? You can. Um, we operate on a fiscal year budget from July to June. So if you were to join Lanyapalades, you still have till June 30th of next year for in, in memberships. Um, so, yeah, you can go to lawtechalumni.org forward slash Lanyapalades. Join right there online. Um 
or if you want to mail a check to the University Foundation, um, our P.O. Box 1190, Ruston, Louisiana, 71273, you can mail a check. Or obviously you can call or contact me and I can direct you to whatever channel or whatever method of payment. But yeah, we're we're looking, and, and specifically because I'm not that much over 40, I'm interested in women that are younger um, in our community that I... Um, I would like to have them engaged more because obviously the larger our membership number is, the better impact that we can have on our campus because it directly, you know, membership dollars turn into grant funds. And the more members we have, the more money we can give back to the university. So what would be your pitch, Joanne, for somebody to join? What would you tell a woman if you saw her in the community and she said, hey, what about this Lanyap Ladies organization? Well, I just tell them um, about, you know, how it, how it directs, not directs, but how it uh, impacts so many different areas of the campus that there's a need um, and how it directly affects the students. That's what's close to my heart is, a, you know, affect, you know, that how it affects the students and helps them. And I guess selfishly, if we're looking at data historically, um, through the lifetime of the Tech Foundation, I ran some data before I came over for this podcast. And of the 53,483 donors that have given to Louisiana Tech in the life of the the foundation, 20,777, that's only 38% of donors to Louisiana Tech have been women. And just this last year, that number has risen. Right now, um, we're at 41.77% of of donors to Louisiana Tech currently are women. So we can almost say almost half, and that makes me happy too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have different focus areas, and it's, Joanne says it, so eloquently that it impacts the students. It really does impact the students. And I thank y'all both for being with us here in our studio and talking about the Lanyap ladies. And we'll have all the information about becoming a member in the show notes. And we look forward to having everyone join the Lanyap ladies with us. Of course. So we can make a large, large impact on Louisiana Tech. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.